Here he is, the greatest mayor in the history of New York, and now a superstar. 3 p.m. every weekday afternoon, right here on WABC, my dear friend, the great Rudy Giuliani. Good morning, Rudy. How are you, pal? I'm very, very good. How are you, Sid? I'm doing great. uh, Mayor Adams and I have something that we definitely agree on. But I think every New Yorker agrees on this. The Blackio was the worst mayor in the history of the country. <laughs> and so that, I think the kid probably isn't in, in the best taste because he's dead now. But I used to say David Dinkins said, thank God for the Blackio. <laughs> <laughs> they were both awful. And you're right. God bless David Dinkins. He was a horrible mayor. <laughs> horrible. But, but, but were you surprised? When you heard Eric Adams mention your names, mention your name, I should say, in the yeah, Bill de Blasio rant? I thought it was, uh, you know, he, I'm, I'm, I'm sort of anathema to the Democrat Party. So for him to mention that I reached out to offer help, as well as a number of people in my administration. But uh, he was really just uh, reflecting something that's quite common. I mean, I, I, I was offered help, obviously, by... Dinkins, by Koch, uh, by John Lindsay. I had lunch with John Lindsay several times. Even became his friend. And we became friends. Uh, and Lindsay was a Democrat who, at that point, who, who opposed me and, and supported uh, David Dinkins. But, uh, and, I, and I, I, I can't tell you, he was like a model for me as mayor. He was very liberal. He was very different than I was. But there were things I could learn from him about management, about uh, how to keep on top of the agencies. Uh, look, very few people have done the job of mayor, right? So even if even if you have one that hasn't done a good job, you know, talk to him and find out what happened. You can f- learn from that. For de Blasio not to reach out and also for him to be out of it so much not to realize the terrible situation he left Adams in. I mean, the guy should go to Adams and apologize. <laughs> I'm sorry I screwed up so much. I just was up So wait a second, but, 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 but this sounds to me, uh, for Rudy Giuliani, and I know Eric Adams had said some things about you that weren't nice, and I blasted him for that. I did, and you guys have kind of gone back and forth, but it almost sounds to me like Rudy Giuliani is almost sympathetic to Mayor Adams in this case. Oh, 100%. Yeah, I think I would think any mayor would be. I mean, he would, I, I can't think of somebody, whoever takes over for Biden is going to have this problem. This is, a, this is an unusual problem. Usually you get a, a I got a city that was in, uh, in terrible shape, but everything uh, ha- that happened was things that you could handle and they didn't have to go to craziness. The stuff that he got, the city, De Blasio was uh, completely incompetent, 100% incompetent. It wasn't a question of just ideological uh, uh, craziness. You can straighten that out. You just put in the other ideology. The guy was totally incompetent. I can't imagine what he found when he got there. Uh, Agencies completely disorganized. Agencies that have had meetings for a year, two years, records that weren't kept. When When they investigated his wife for taking all that money, the answer to it was it wasn't account. They, they had no accountability system. What kind of answer is that? To, you know, <laughs> million dollars. A billion dollars, yeah, yeah. And they come and they want to know what I did with it, and I'd say, oh, it's not accountable. 
I don't know. Adam, it, it is crazy. Adam, Adam, Adams has every right to yeah. be upset. So are you, are you, listen, I have this argument all the time with people. People say to me, when I go, look, you got to give Adams some time. He's now been in office one year. To call Eric Adams a failed mayor is stupid. Now, if the city is in the same shape two years from now, three years from now, yes. But right now, one quarter of the way into his job, he's not a failed mayor yet. And I say, and by the way, he has the most difficult job ever. And they go, no, 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 Rudy Giuliani. Had a tougher job. Are you telling me that you think the city is in worse shape now than when you took over? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, and some the statistics were much worse. My statistics were much worse. So you could make the case I had a much tougher job. I had much more crime. I had much more welfare. I had a much bigger deficit. Uh, the city as a uh, – the way the city's in worse shape, the city as a functioning organization – was decimated by uh, de Blasio. You can't measure that in numbers. I mean, his numbers only got bad at the end because, in his case, Bloomberg left him with a good city. I mean, he his first couple of years, he was living off Bloomberg. He completely disregarded all the agencies of the city. It would be like a business that's gone into disrepair. So when I took over... I had a better functioning organization with much bigger problems. He's taking over with very serious problems, maybe not as great as mine, but a much less uh, functioning organization, an organization that's really been devastated by an incompetent manager. You know, people forget the city really is in some ways a business, right? It has 50 agencies. It has almost 400,000 employees. If you're a terrible manager, you can do terrible damage to it. That takes years to fix. If if what you do is change a policy, I can change that. But to get into those agencies and fix them, that that takes a while. So, and, with, and so, so right. So with all the criticism you've leveled against Adams, and all of it fair, I'm the first to say it, and I'm starting to like Eric, but all of it fair. Would you say now that? Uh, he's not a failed mayor yet. You got to give him some time. It's a very difficult job, and he may be, just maybe, the right guy for the job. Maybe. Yeah, a hundred percent. I've never said he was a failed mayor. I said uh, that the statistics are against him. He has not proven that he was going to do what he said he was going to do yet, yet. And I expected him to get off to a better start, but yeah. uh, one year. Job doesn't tell you what kind of a mayor he was, either from the point of view of performance or even political popularity. I mean, at this point in my being mayor, nobody thought I'd be reelected. And it largely was uh, things hadn't changed yet. I was a Republican. Uh, they had expected big, big changes. We had them, but they didn't believe them. We had like a 20, 30 percent reduction in crime. Uh, I think they thought I made it up. <laughs> it, wasn't, it wasn't until they started to feel it in their communities. Yeah, yeah. When people would go out and the homeless people weren't there anymore. And then they would write to the newspapers, homeless people aren't there. I remember what I thought of it was a small turning point. A, a, a man who, who graduated from Columbia University said that years before he had vowed never to send his daughter to Columbia, um, probably when Koch was mayor or whatever, because the city was so dangerous. He said he came to the city for a visit. 
It's totally different under Giuliani. Wow. He decided to send his daughter there, and he never made a better decision. Wow, that's big. Yeah, that would be uh, very big. I'm going to put you on hold for two seconds. Don't go anywhere. That was a fascinating conversation with the great Rudy Giuliani about Mayor Eric Adams. But, Rudy, stay there for a minute or two. I'm going to bring you right back. Lots more to discuss, including Rudy back in the papers again today. More of this fascinating conversation with the greatest mayor in the history of New York City, my friend Rudy Giuliani, right after this. This is Sid and Friends in the Morning. 77 WABC. Back here on Sid and Friends, continue our conversation with the greatest mayor in New York City and now a star, 3 o'clock every weekday afternoon here on WABC, and a guy I'm proud to call a friend and his son, Andrew Rudy Giuliani. So, Rudy, uh, you were on a couple times ago. I said, listen, now that you're kind of, I guess you're connected to Donald Trump, I'm I'm just about bound to read about you every day in the paper. There's going to be something else about Rudy Giuliani, something he didn't do or didn't say because now you're forever infected, if you will. And uh, sure enough, when you pick up today's New York Post, there's a story about some lady who has said some really nasty stuff about you. I read it. I didn't believe any of it, not any of it, but it's out there. You know, you you shouldn't believe it. Uh, I knew the woman... I stopped seeing her when I found out that she had a history of shaking men down. She got a million dollars from one guy that she shook down, who is a very prominent guy who who paid her off to go away. She sued another husband for similar charges. She sued two other boyfriends, and she's permanently excluded from the Breakers Hotel for what you can imagine. And I didn't know that. I thought she was a poor thing that needed help. Uh, Bernie Carrick uh, had talked to her about helping her with a case. She made the mistake of showing me her files after about three or four weeks, uh, maybe six weeks. I don't remember. When I saw it, I said, oh, my God, we got a real problem here. And I uh, separated from her. She never worked for my firm. That's a complete lie. You can look at the records. And The woman is a professional that's uh, shaking men down. And there's an article from her ex-husband explaining all this, if you ever want to see it. I believe it. I read this stuff, and I'm like, okay, let's just move past it, but I had to bring it up. But let's move past it. Shakedown. Shakedown artist, yeah. 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 Uh, Let me ask you about uh, Kevin McCarthy, Rudy. Uh, It looks like there was some type of deal late last night, a letter where people like Matt Gates and Lauren Borbert and these people, I guess, are finally going to agree to allow him to take that position. Uh, a guy like George Napolitano on this show yesterday said, listen, I agree with the Gateses of the world. He's not the right guy. I disagree. I think he should be the guy. What do you think? I'm about where you are, uh, 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 Bernie. I, 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 there are a couple, if I got my choice, the couple I prefer better. There's almost always, except with Trump and Reagan, somebody I prefer better for president. You know, when, when, I, when I selected a president or whatever or voted, uh, but I think uh, I go a lot by Jim Jordan's recommendation. I know Jim, got to know him really well. He's the real thing. And if Jim Jordan tells me he's going to be a good speaker, Jim has the, the, the good of the republic in his heart, not just the party or anything else. So I see him supporting him. I, I uh, had an hour and a half conversation with the president the other day, went over to see him. 
He's comfortable with him. Uh, we're aware of the fact that in the past he was with Ryan, and but I think he understood the mistakes of that. Plus, they've got they can get rid of him. Right, right. That's I, it. I mean, I don't want a guy in there with the thought we're going to get rid of him. I don't think we are. I think you're right. I think he'll be successful. But I don't know what they're so worried about. They got him. They got him tied up more than any speaker I've ever heard of. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you, you just yeah. said that uh, you spent about 90 minutes with the president a couple of days ago, and he had a brutal, Rudy, a brutal month of December. I mean, one oh. mistake after another. But he's been very quiet, which I think is good. It's a good thing since the holidays. What's he uh, What's he planning next? Well, of course, I'm not going to tell you. The, 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 <laughs> no, you, you'll call me after the show that. and tell me privately, yes. <laughs> That are, that are confidential. I never have. I've never broken my confidence with him once, and I'm very proud of that. When he was surrounded by a bunch of rats who, uh, oh, my God, the people around him, probably were his worst mistake. I went back and read the transcript of January 6th. First of all, I know that situation very, very uh, briefly because I wasn't heavily involved in it, as a court found. A court let me out of the case because I wasn't involved in it. But I know these people are lying. When, when they say that Mark Meadows, that woman who testified, when she says that Mark Meadows was burning papers in the White House, yeah. I say, how could you as a member of Congress not sit there and laugh? If I burned a paper in the White House, the Secret Service agent smelling the smoke would come in and pull me out and put me in jail. You can't burn paper in the White House. Are you crazy? <laughs> Have you find that he, like, every day he's burning paper in the White House? Uh, the president wouldn't even have to deal with that. The head of the Secret Service is coming to see the president and said, you got to get rid of this crazy guy at Meadows who's burning papers every day. Right, right. Uh, yeah, I, mean, it's she said, I know because she also testified to a conversation with me inviting her to come on January 6th. And I wasn't even invited at that point. I didn't even know about it. I didn't even know about it. I couldn't have invited her. And I don't ever, ever remember talking to her. Wow. Well, so, uh, it's, it's ironic you bring all that up because today happens to be January 6th, and today happens to be the two-year anniversary of the most exaggerated day in the history of American politics. Is it fair to say that? It's fair to say that and the unresolved murder of Ashley Babbitt. Be nice if somebody looked into that instead of yelling and screaming about five cops who died. Not one died that day. How about Ashley Babbitt? She was an innocent. I mean, innocent woman, as far as we know. We don't know that she even broke in. She could have been invited in. Half of them were. Number two, she's a veteran who served our country. She's entitled to something for that. She's a five foot two woman who was unarmed, and the officer who killed her never yelled at her, said anything to her. No. Nope. Meanwhile, he had cops around. That could easily have handcuffed her instead of shot her in the brain and killed her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Rudy. That's a hell of a case. I know. You are, you're always great. Thank you for coming by this morning. and Thanks, spend, I love you, Rudy. Thank you so much. God bless you. Let's go. You okay. too. There he is, the great mayor. Check him out 3 o'clock this afternoon, every weekday afternoon. Right after Greg Kelly here on WABC, the great Rudy Giuliani.
Hi, it's Lou Dobbs for Priority Gold, America's precious metals dealer. These are volatile times with high inflation, soaring debt, wars on multiple continents, and rising financial stress. Central banks are buying gold to diversify their reserves, so are many Americans. Call Priority Gold and find out how precious metals can help you diversify your portfolio. They're highly rated and happy to help. Call 1-866-303-6357 or get a free gold guide at PriorityGoldGuide.com. That's Priority. PriorityGoldGuide.com